you probably don't know this, Mike, but I got married twice to my second wife. She divorced me, and I drove all the way to Brisbane to go to the So we're talking court. about your third divorce. Yeah, yeah, the court hearing, which lasted about three minutes flat. Yeah. And then you're out of there. And, um, <clears throat> and I walked out of there thinking, well, I'm divorced. It's done. Yeah. And um, I went there to fight for my marriage and tried before, but it wasn't, and the divorce came through. And Hello, everyone. Welcome again to Mike and Crystal Podcasts, where family meets faith and fun. Today, we have a special episode for you. I know you will love it. We are talking about divorce. We have been joined by Steve, a very good friend of ours. Steve is a good man. A very good man like I, I've seen few people with their hearts like Steve's heart Steve uh, is a farmer Steve is uh, a, a driver a truck driver is a businessman is that's in short he's a good man but but something that's really we want to discuss with Steve today is his two divorces like he went through two divorces and we want to know how he went through it and he's still standing he here he is so we want to ask steve how he went through it and what caused it and and what happened and, and we we want to know we want to know what lessons he learned through those two divorces welcome steve thanks mike it's it's so so good to be with you. I, I'm so happy to see that we can sit together. We've been looking for this opportunity for a long time. Yeah. You, you've been a good friend to us, and you you love us. You've shown a lot of love. And I remember through your second divorce, we went through that together. Mm. Like um, you at church, uh, as your pastors, we went through that together. And I, I saw how strong you stood in that. But when we say strong, it doesn't mean it was not painful. Mm-hmm. Let's start the story from, from, from the beginning. Can you talk to us about your, your first marriage? Can you, sure. Can you, yeah, well, when, where, how was your first marriage? It's a while ago now, but uh, you, you believe you get married for love. Yes. And that's probably the first problem, mm-hmm. that we don't really understand what love is. Yes. And then you read first. Corinthians 13 and yeah. get a, a bit of a grasp on the words, but then the meanings come later. But, yeah. but um, yeah, I truly believed I loved Anne and and she became a great mother, still is, of yeah. the three boys who have grown up yeah. now. And, and uh, you know, praise God, they've just all they had their first children. They're all boys. Yes. Inside seven weeks, Blanc, you know, seven weeks, and they got three, three boys each, a boy, yes. a boy each. Yes. Three boys came along. And, and the mother was always dedicated Great, just a great. I think mums have that instilled in them. There's mm. something seriously wrong when the mother's not a mother yeah. with love for their children. Um, and yeah, I was 26 and thought I was. My wife was 18. She was very young. Yeah. Um, and uh, looking back, at it, totally immature. You were immature. Yeah. Yeah. And, and selfish. Yeah. And um, if you'd have asked me, was I broken? Uh, no, not really. Well, I think everyone goes into a marriage broken and selfish. Yeah. 
in some not everyone some goes into marriage broken and selfish. S- some degree, Mo- most people. Yeah, <laughs> we we don't want to generalize. No, nah, well, <laughs> I'll take it back. Yes, <laughs> M- most people. Ninety five percent. Let's say let's say you went in that marriage broken yeah. and selfish. Yeah. What what makes you say that you were broken? Like why do you why do you think you were broken and selfish? I'm thinking broken means yeah, a lot of, covers a lot of things, but mm. but probably poor self-esteem, yes, insecure, yeah, and they're not good uh, character traits to go into a relationship and be a provider protector. Yeah, how did you come to that realization that you were selfish? How did you know that you were selfish? She told me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a joke. I, I heard two ministers talking in Family Life today. I think it was. I used to listen vividly. Uh, you know, attentively to to work out what it takes to make a marriage work, and yes. and uh, they believe most most people come into a marriage in a relationship broken and selfish, and it's going to be a you know a work of God to make that work. Yes. What are the things that you were doing that show selfishness, or the actual thing that you were doing that you think they were selfish? Yeah. Well, probably hadn't learnt out of listening. Yes. When a woman has, some, I've learned this. If a woman has a problem, yeah. don't try and fix her. Yeah. Don't fix the problem. Yeah. Just listen to her heart. Yeah. Maybe and you fix the problem later, but first listen. Usually they work it out. So you don't think you were a good listener? No. You think you were not paying attention to what she was saying? On a scale of one to ten, I was yeah, probably stumbling over two. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mother would tell me that. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so what what made you love her? Like, what was good about her? <clears throat> Be- besides her shape and her looks, yeah, um, maybe, <laughs> maybe including her shape yeah, and her looks. Of course, they're all part of the mix, aren't they? Yes. Uh, she had a, a lovely personality. Yeah. We laughed a lot. Yeah. And uh, just enjoyed her company. Yeah. I mean, a man needs companionship, yeah. and yeah, and she uh, fitted that slot really well. Yeah. And uh, we'd, we'd been together for a little while, even though she was as young as she was. Um, she was a mature girl for yeah. her age. But it's very rare to, no, not very rare, but most of the times when people are talking about a divorce, hmm. they don't say good things about the person who, you know, the ex. They only talk about uh, how they hurt them and how things hmm. went wrong. But I think sometimes it's good to talk about the positive side yeah. because at the reason you got married to the person, you discovered some good things about her. Yeah. So yeah. We, we, need, we can revisit that. We can talk about the good things that you saw in her. So you think she was a, a good girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a good heart. It's, it's interesting we've had that talk at Connect Group, you know, yeah. good people. Yes. And then we just we realized reading the scriptures, there's no good people. Yes, I understand that. I understand. If God had trouble finding some good she, people. She was a nice girl. Let's say many. nice. Instead of good, but because <laughs> yes. biblically it's hard yeah. to prove someone to be good. We'll go that That's way. nice. Yeah. Let's nice. take nice. That's she was nice. a nice girl. I like that. That's nice. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay. But you were not a nice boy. I, I, I would have argued that question. I would have, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm okay. I'm a hard worker. Well, that sort of doesn't cut it too much when you're a hard worker. Yeah. Probably so, a workaholic. So how did your divorce start? How, how many years were you in your in your marriage? Hmm. Uh, just like a week short of 11 years. Yeah, the, oh. uh, was it 10? Sorry, 10, 10 years. And you had children already? Yeah, three boys. 
Yeah. By that time. Yeah. After 10 years of marriage, yeah. almost 11, things started to fall apart. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a crazy thing, but I was the last one to find out that I was in trouble. We were in trouble with our relationship. Like, what do you mean by that? I was the last one. I didn't know it was happening. I knew we were having trouble. You know, we weren't communicating too well. We were busy, like more than busy. Uh, truck life can be demanding, but um, wasn't mature enough to handle the pressures. Yeah. And you'd take them home and they work on you and they work against you. And you know, So I'm, you were barely home. You, you were not home or often. As the crow flies, I was about four k's from my workplace, the concrete yard. I had my own truck, yeah, and a tipper and a dog trailer, and you know, bought a, another truck and had the farm, and I, you know, loved the farm, wanted to develop the farm, and so I'd come home from work to go to work, and, and I promised my wife that I would, I would go to the laundry door, yeah, change clothes, have a shower, and be home. But I don't even remember doing it once. Oh, I'd come home to see the work. To do the work. To do okay, the work. let's let's clarify that. You <clears throat> come from your truck driver's work, yeah, and straight you go to your farming work. So yeah. you are not spending. You were not spending time with her and the kids. She was raising the kids alone for ten years. That's that's a reality. The I remember driving past. My boys all played soccer. Yes, and they loved the game. They, they, they're real active guys. I love soccer too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're good at it. Ah, yeah. Steve, you and I should try. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said they were good at it. Ah, not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I had two injured Yes, moves. they were playing nah, soccer. And... I enjoyed it. Um, but I remember driving past on a Saturday mm. in my tr- concrete truck delivering concrete. Mm. If, if the phone rang, I'd, I'd be there. I just felt like I had to be there. Mm. It was a commitment I made yep. to the concrete yard to be a service. Mm. And I thought I justified it by saying, well, I'm, pro- I'm a provider. Yes. I got that much right that I provided for my family, the security. Yeah. And that's a big thing in a woman's heart is to be secure, but uh, money's just one, one area and yeah. I hadn't learned that. So I'm driving past on a Saturday and I've bipped the horn, gave the horn a blast and the boys sort of maybe recognised it was dad, but there was only one green and white truck in the town for a while yeah. and it was mine. And so I bit the horn and thinking they'd hear me, and I'm driving past, and they're all on the field playing soccer yeah. with their mother and all their mates and their parents. And, uh, and I know there weren't all the fathers there all the time. And yeah. I got there now and then, but, but the fact that hit me, they're there and I'm here, and we're not even together. So you, you did not have a break. You were working all the time. Seemed like it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You, you know, the, the thing about that, I think back... Uh, and you're spending all your good energy yes. and your mental energy yes. and your hearing abilities, if you've got any, yes. uh, on on a J-O-B. Yes. I laugh and call a J-O-B as a job <laughs> just, just over broke, you know, so you have yes. to keep going back. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was spent when I got home. And then I'd go out and do more work, and a lot of it was physical. Yeah. It was an old rundown place, and I wanted to make it pretty and had a dream. And, and you thought you were providing for your family. <clears throat> Yeah. Those days, you th- you thought you are doing well because you come from work, mm. you go work again, two jobs, mm. but your wife that's not was not enough for your family because that's no. how it feels like. Yeah, but you thought it was for the family you are doing that. Yeah, was it really for your family or something in you was telling yourself that's how, that's how you become great? Yeah, it, it can be a, a treadmill. You, you get on your yeah. 
So, so sometimes I feel like we do that, thinking that oh, I'm doing this for the family, but in reality, you're doing that for... You feel good about having more to do and having more money coming in. And mm. and I'm not saying men or women don't work hard to care for their families. Yeah, I'm just saying we need to check that mm. because sometimes it's not always about the family, mm. I think, mm. I suspect. Mm, I'm sure. Sometimes it's about us and what we want to achieve. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you get in a bit of a hurry. You yeah. want it all to happen yeah. quicker. And we lived in a caravan for, well, we lived in a little place in town. I owned Elizabeth Street for my first son. And yeah. two years later, we were on a 40 acre block that needed a lot of attention. Yeah. And we had our second son, Luke, in a caravan. And the third son, James, came along and we'd moved into the house, this one here we're sitting in. Yeah. Just in time. Beautiful for him. place. Yeah. It, it's a dream. It, mm. It's a dream I had when I was young. And, and the green acres and the white fences and so how did stuff. you know that something is wrong how did you how did you learn you said you were the last person to know that things <laughs> were going bad how did you learn that yeah things are going bad in your marriage what when i really learned yes i mean we, we weren't talking a lot yes that, there's a sign yeah <laughs> there was no communication well it wasn't heartfelt communication you, you were just, not fighting like yelling at each other no, things like that no it was just calm your wife was calm yeah. the house was calm yeah but you didn't know that she's getting tired of mm. your busyness so how did you learn that things are going bad well, well pretty well when it was too late mm. i i don't think i mean i really have a trouble with people who quit things yes yeah a job whatever yes. commitment yeah. Any any commitment, but marriage, you know. And I didn't know when I got married that it's a covenant. Yeah, I didn't know what that word meant. Yeah, I'm still working on it. <laughs> You're still learning <laughs> yeah. the meaning of covenant. Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, just to cut to the chase, if I want to learn something, I'd look at you and Christelle. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'd look at the success stories yeah. to learn what makes success yes. in, a, in a relationship. Yes. And, and I do. I see it. I see the way you talk to each other. Yeah. And how you respond. Yeah. Busy or not busy, yeah, it, it's it's an education. Yeah. It's a good one. Mm. And um, but yeah, getting did back, she tell you or the kids or your family members who told you that your wife want, that something is wrong? It was like running into a brick wall. I remember it really well. We went out to a mate's place, and that week, I jackhammered concrete out of the bowl. It yeah. builds up and gets stuck. And anyway, I'm in there with a the jackhammer. And a fan to keep me alive because it's just cement dust. Mm. A bit of a, I think I had a hanky on for a breathing apparatus, and and a lump of concrete, like about a mm. two by two square bit of concrete, fell off the top of the bowl that I'd been working on. And I'm on the bottom, and yeah. it just gave way yeah. with the vibration, mm. and it landed on my forehead, and then it landed right at my legs, hit the fin in the bowl that stirs the concrete, yeah. and. Uh, it, it, it must have knocked me out for a second, but it just, I, I don't remember much of it. All yeah. I remember is it could have cut the lead and electrocuted me, but yeah. it didn't. It could have, could have killed me with a fall, yeah, but it well, didn't. Yeah. And um, I had a bit of skin off my nose and forehead, and and uh, and it just swelled up. I looked like, you know, yeah. some sort of crazy uh, man with a big head and like out of shape, big head. Mm. And so uh, I got out of the bowl and quit that day, and I came home. And my wife came home from school, uh, ch- uh, town, yep. picking the boys up from school, and saw me, and and didn't like have the affection that I thought would okay. be 
necessary. <laughs> Are you okay? Can I help you? And uh, and I, I wasn't a real good uh, patient either because I was grumpy and wounded. And mm. uh, anyway, so she went out to a friend's place that that night, and good friends of mine, I trust them both, still do. And they went out. She she went out to visit, and she didn't come home. Mm. And, and I woke the next morning and I'm thinking, where is my wife? I'm yeah. in bed on my own and, and where's my wife? And it was like, it was alarming. Yeah. And uh, and I rang them and she just left and she was coming home. Yeah. And she stayed out there because she needed counsel. Yeah. And, and girls will counsel really well yeah. with each other, mostly. Uh, I mean, uh, we, we just have this pride thing that we don't need it. Yeah, I think that's one issue with men. What? Even I think that's that's really a problem. Men, we should be able to talk about issues. Mm. We have to open up and talk about issues. Mm. Maybe we are doing a little bit better in this generation, but it's it, it's still a problem. Men should be able to listen to advices, not just advices from your friend in the pub talking down on women or something like that. Yeah. I think we should be able to seek for wise counsel and have some accountability in our lives yeah to avoid things like this yeah. as men i think that's one issue we have to deal with as men because women can open up and and talk about their issues and find mm. counsel myself i take time to go to the doctor before i go to the doctor my wife has to remind me three times but for her when she feels something she's booked an appointment already and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it is like and I don't know if it's all men, but I think most men, we don't go for help quickly. Mm. We wait until things are bad for us to seek for help. And that was your case too. You did not seek for counsel. You were trying to fix it yourself. Was that the case? I, I didn't even know that I needed to fix it too much. Okay. That, that was the issue. Like, what do they say? That you live in Egypt, you're living in denial? Yes. As a river? Yeah. I, I think I was there. But... But um, I mean, I had a young mate ask me, how do you make your marriage work, Steve? He'd, he'd gone through separation and divorce. He was going through it. And I said, just keep doing what you, do your best, mate. Just keep whatever that meant. Yeah. <laughs> no. oh, you didn't know what to say. <laughs> hang, hang in there, you know. Don't quit. Yeah. And now you are going through divorce. Your wife is, you know, things are not working. How was your mindset there? How, how painful was it? How scary was it? How did you process that uh, episode of your life, first mm. divorce. Mm. Well, well uh, it was a, a really scary time because I was on my own. Yes. And I wasn't a Christian. Yeah. And I didn't have the Lord in my heart. Yeah. And so I had no understanding of, of God's love and mercy and grace. Yeah. Then I needed all three and I needed it right then. Mm. And I needed it for days and weeks later. Like I... I'm not ashamed to say, but I would pick my boys up after separation and every second weekend and take them to soccer and, and stuff in Tamworth and then bring them home. Yeah. And and then we'd have, we'd go to Tender Hen and have chicken and chips. It was a ritual. Mm. <laughs> and we'd hang around and watch TV. We'd do a few jobs on the farm. And, and before I know it, it was going, they're back home again. It was a drive back to Tamworth and drop them off. And that drive home in an empty car, That'll bring you undone. Wow. Because not only did I lose my wife, yeah. I lost my three sons. 
Yes, you lost your sons. And I was losing my mum in a nursing home, and I was losing my brother at 43 with with multiple sclerosis in a similar yeah. place in Tamworth, and I just didn't know where to go. Things were falling apart. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And I had this truck how, thing. How did you process with your children? Let's talk about your children mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm. How did you... How did it affect your children, that divorce? How did you process it with them? I started going to church. Yeah. Uh, I found the Lord. Yes. Through friends. God, the Lord During had, that season. Yeah. The Lord had it lined up with a couple of friends just guided me to yeah. go and see a pastor. Yeah. John Few, great man. Uh, and a minister later, uh, later on in the same church, Anglican Church, said to me, uh, going mm. out the door, because he used to greet people going out and know them, knew them by name. He was an amazing guy. And uh, he would say, how are those three boys getting on, Steve? And I said, you know, you know, Pastor, this, they're so strong together. Because mm-hmm. they're only a year and a half apart. Yeah. And uh, he said, somewhere in the Bible it says three of one cord is hard to break. Yeah. And it's in um, Ecclesiastes and yes. Solomon's talking and using God's wisdom. And, and, and it really is a hard cord to break. Like any cord yeah. wound three Three strong is hard to break. Like so, your so, your children grew up together and they support each other, but you were not present. They they protected each other. Yeah, you and, were not there. No, you're no. not present in their lives. Well, well you I, regret that? No, no. I I, I became a father. I became a father from a distance, Mike. Oh, like it was like a it was like a paradigm shift. You know, I just changed my thinking. Yes, I've got to be a father from a distance. I, I was a father. Like all fathers were meant to be in their own home. Yes. But I was working so many long hours and working on the farm, and I just lost track of the relationships. And Yes. And I didn't have it with any of them, my three sons and my wife. It was just barely, uh, you know, ice thin maybe. Um, but but I realized too late. And anyway, she'd gone emotionally. I, I wasn't feeding my wife's emotions. Yeah. You know, we can think we're heroes and he-men and, and do all the manly stuff, but that, yeah. that that's only part of it. Mm. It's you, I, I realised that a woman is so intricate and so delicate, and if you don't meet those needs... So you were not meeting your wife's mm. emotional needs, no, you're, you're saying? Not you were not all. present in no. her life, no. and you were not also present in your kids' life, so they grow, grew up together protecting each other without you. When did you realize that you are a father who should be present? Is it years later or when did you come back as a father? It was like a 180 degrees. You know, when the Lord says, repent and follow me. How many years later? 180 degrees is like yes, opposite way. No, I, 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 really, I sold the truck. Okay, you sold the truck. After a time, like it was maybe six months after I blew a motor. Yeah. That was a hard day. Um, but things were really going bad. But yeah. six months later, you lost the truck. The same truck that caused you trouble. Yeah, th- it wasn't the truck. It was my <laughs> commitment <laughs> to the truck. Your well, commitment to I should have got a driver a lot more times than I did. Like another driver, not this one. Yes. Um, anyway, but, but workaholics think that way. You know, you, yes. you see, you do it. So it's, it was not the, f- the, the truck's fault. It no. was not your, it was your management of the truck yeah. that caused trouble. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. 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 You don't think you repented enough, not enough, but you don't think you repented at all at that time when she was leaving. It's hard to, it's hard to repent, say you're sorry for something you're not sure about what it is. Yes. Oh, total confusion. 
you were confused. Totally. Yeah. That time I was totally confused and didn't get any real good counsel from anyone yeah. except meeting the minister and he introduced me to Jesus. To another love. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. To Jesus, yeah. you mean. To the Lord. So let's fast forward your life. Mm. You went through that first divorce, confused, you said. You felt confused. You yeah. didn't know even what you're dealing with. You didn't know yeah. what are the things you should work on. Mm. And then you met another woman. A long time later. Yes. I didn't date for years. Yes. I just couldn't see me being in a relationship with another woman for a long time. Why? Why? Did you lose your self-esteem? Did you lose the confidence in yourself? I must have a real stubborn streak because I thought I could get back one day. Oh, your wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't give up for a long time. Yeah. You said it here. You said that you 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 don't just like people who quit quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there's, I, a, there's a time to quit, isn't there? <laughs> yes, there is. No, I think I think winners quit. It just depends on what they are quitting. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. They, they quit bad things. Yeah. Okay. So you you waited for many years, and then you found another woman. Actually, I didn't find another woman. Yeah. Um, a mate of mine found a woman on the dating service, Christian dating site. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it was not like you were a friend or something. It was just a platform, internet, somewhere on the internet. Yeah. He he found the lady introduced, and he went and met her in Brisbane. Okay. And uh, and, and realised it wouldn't work. But he said, I, I know someone that would travel to meet you. And, and he's you know, studying the word, and you, you get on really well. Another Christian woman. Yeah. This time you were a Christian, mm. years later... A friend of you of yours found a woman on a dating site or something and put you together, hooked you. Introduced us. Introduced you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You get hooked after you meet them. <laughs> <laughs> then you got hooked <laughs> after that. <laughs> we talked a lot on the phone for a couple of months. Yes. And I thought, I, I really need to meet you. So yeah. we did. You met. Yep. And we had a, a really special time. Yeah. She's a beautician, a very good one. And a, a real lovely time, appropriate time. Yeah. I stayed at her place, but her son was there and it was appropriate. And I slept on the couch and yes. all that stuff. And I just knew I had to come back and know more about her. Yeah. You got married. Yep. You got into it like she became your wife, second marriage. And that's one also broke. The yeah. second marriage. And, and, and looking back, we got married way before we sorted things out. Because usually you come to a second marriage with baggage. Yes. From the first one. And if you don't deal with it, you will deal with it. But actually, we don't deal with it. It deals with us. <laughs> yes, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us. Uh, what do you, do you think you brought into your second marriage? I, I just really liked her personality, her ministry. She had such a strong heart for the Lord. Yes. And, and it really and, and turned out she was beautiful to look at and, and a joy to be with. Yes. For a little while. Yes. What was the baggage I had? Yes, that I, was the question. I probably really didn't understand forgiveness. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and I didn't understand totally, like, totally didn't understand forgiveness in my first marriage until I was introduced to the Lord and realized what Jesus did for me on the cross. Yes, then you understood forgiveness. And then I realized I could forgive because I've been forgiven. Yes. And... And before that, I wouldn't have thought I needed it or didn't think yes. I could ever be forgiven for some of the thoughts and things and words, yes. cursing and yelling. and sw- you, get, you get to learn a lot of swearing when you're in a farm. 
chasing sheep. Yeah, can imagine. It's only where they, they listen. You swear at them. Okay, so you are saying that you you did not know how to forgive mm-hmm. or you did not learn how to forgive in your first marriage and mm-hmm. then you came with the same attitude in the second marriage. As well as I hadn't learned to listen. To listen. Yeah, okay, so you didn't change. No, not now. No. Until you entered your second marriage, yeah. listening was still an issue. You were not listening to your second wife. Yeah, and, and I, I learned, I'm still learning this, that, that, that you have to listen to a person's heart. Yes. It's not so much their words. Not just the words, yes. It's their demeanor. Then their heart, yeah. yes. And then their... You're not paying attention to that. Yeah. Not care. You said that you were not uh, caring for the emotions mm. of your first wife. Mm. And in the second marriage, you found yourself doing the same things. Even though you were a Christian in the second marriage, mm. but a Christian who hasn't learned those lessons, that's yeah. the, the difference now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you don't know that you don't know that you haven't learned those lessons. Exactly. Until exactly. you come against the, the problem again. Yes. And, and uh, So you started to feel the same tension again with this another woman. Yeah, but, it, but there was other issues. Yes. And uh, she'd been divorced too. Yeah, okay. And um, there was no trust. I realised there was no trust Yeah. in our relationship. And I didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. And, and let's talk about your side because mm. we'll try to protect yeah, your, yeah, absolutely. your exes. Yeah, yeah. Your side, you also felt like you don't trust her. Well, no, I, I did for a long time. I yeah. believed in her and I trusted her. Yeah. But as time went on, I realised there's no trust here and what do I do with that? Yeah. And um, I felt that a, a real challenge. Yeah. Because it's hard to be intimate with someone. Yeah. Trusting them with with or everything. It, yes. Be opened. Yes. And find out that it's being eroded. Yes. So did you have any accountability that time? Like did you have people around you that could talk, speak to you into your life when you're going through that divorce this first time you did not now you are you've been a christian you are married again and things start to go wrong did you find help did you what did you do to come across uh, through that mm. well i did have a little bit of counsel from a minister that we'd visited the church for six months yes and we were church hopping mm. and that was that was rattling my cage too because we went from an Anglican church to a CSE church to a community church and then, and then back in town again and then I found Northwest Church Yeah, where I'm totally fed and spiritually fed every mm. every time we get together. Mm. Worship is just a wonderful worship. I think so, the time we met is the like the time all this started because you were still together. Your wife introduced you to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so your wife introduced you to us and then we didn't know that things were going wrong until maybe a month later that we started to... She opened up to us and you opened uh, open up to us. But we are not going to go into the details no. of, of the process. No. So you realize that you are still the same man, man. You are still not listening. You are still... Uh, you still see the selfishness in yourself and all those things. And the relationship is not working. 
Now let's talk about the second divorce. How painful was it? Yeah, I don't think the pain changes much. It's high level pain. The same level. It's not like you are an expat in divorce. You don't feel pain anymore. This is my second. No, there's no such a thing. It was also painful. You probably don't know this, Mike, but I got married twice to my second wife. She divorced me and I drove all the way to Brisbane to go to the So we're talking court. about your third divorce. Yeah, yeah, the court hearing, which lasted about three minutes flat. Yeah. And then you're out of there. And... um. <clears throat> And I walked out of there thinking, well, I'm divorced. It's done. Yeah. And um, I went there to fight for my marriage and tried before, but it wasn't, and the divorce came through. And Anyway, but but I went to her, our favourite walk and park yeah. and, um, and rang and said, you know, uh, I, I turned up and we're all done and if it's what you want, it's what you got. Yeah, and she said, "Are you going to be around for a while?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm just here at the park." And she came out, and and uh, anyway, we we got back together over that, but then it didn't last. We went did some ministry in the Philippines and came back, and it all just unraveled again. Oh, so you're saying that you divorced? You went back together? Pa- paper was, but it, they squashed it and didn't validate it. And we okay. got back together. Yeah, but emotionally, yes, yeah. you separated. Yeah. You went even through the process of divorce. Mm. Then you decided to come back together and then you yeah. got divorced again. Yeah. Was that painful? Really painful? Yeah. The whole roller coaster of emotions. That really must be painful. Yeah. Yeah. And all the time, conscious but not conscious all the time, but, but all the time you just got this, you know that you've got three sons. And my, my three sons are so loyal. Like when God made me a father from a distance, I visited them every weekend yes. until they said, don't keep coming, Dad. Yes. We're, you know, we're going our own way or Good whatever. Man. Yeah. Um, all the time they were with their mum and that was all their teens. Yes. You know, they're only three and four and five and a half about when they left. Mm. So um, I became a, I became a, like a, a best mate, but I was a dad. Yeah. And... Um, so I knew that I, I had their loyalty. They had my back. Mm. They wanted the best for both of us. They never took sides. In the they, second they marriage. They never took sides. They didn't yeah. take sides the first time. Wow. Their own mother. Yeah. And, and she'd left for another guy. Mm. <clears throat> and, and that was a hard pill to swallow when, you, when your boys are being raised by another man. Yeah. Like that, that'll attack your manhood big time if you allow it. Yeah. But, but I knew the Lord and he was working on me all, that, all through that. Yeah, but the, the second time, confusion, pain. Yeah, what to do? Um, uh, some good counsel, but it wasn't going to help us in our predicament. It was just let's fix you. Yeah, Let, let's get you in peace, walking yeah. in peace. And yeah. what was I going to take? And and uh, I just realised that the relationship with the Lord was more important than anything. Yeah. And always is. Maybe I will ask that question. Sorry to cut you short, but I want to ask: How does being a Christian, how did being a Christian affects you or help you in the process of the second divorce? Just to know that that uh, it's not it's not God's way for us to divorce. Yeah, it's it's against His will. Yeah, <clears throat> but He still loves us through it. Yeah. It's his grace, you know, unconditional yeah. 
and, and we don't deserve it, we don't earn it, but it's there. His goodness, his favour, his, his love for us. How does that help? When you really know that that's the true story yeah. and you can go through all this stuff, yeah. it, it just smooths out the ripples. It just you, you know that the church looks at divorce, and when I say the church, I mean Christians, mm. we look at divorce dif- different ways. Did you have some voices telling you you can't divorce because you're a Christian in a second marriage? And some voices, no, did you have that conflict of different voices? No. Or no. Y- you did not hear those voices? No. So it was just you and you alone dealing with your own process? Yeah. Yeah, reading the scriptures a lot, praying a lot. I I prayed fervently for the Lord to bring us back together. Yeah. And I prayed for her. And then I then I heard someone praying, "Lord, have your way in me as you would have your way in her." Yeah. Like fix me first. Yeah. Don't fix her, Lord. <laughs> fix yeah. me. So let's talk about that now. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> How did you come to the realization that this is not about bringing you together only mm. this is about something that has to happen in you yeah. because now we are looking at the whole baggage mm. since you were a selfish man in your first marriage broken and then divorce and then second marriage mm. now how did you come to a point where you knew no some something must be done on me like mm. god fix me first yeah how, how, yeah, talk to us about that transition. How did you get to f- realize that maybe this is about me? Yeah, mm. maybe there's something to do yes. personally. When we sat down, we had one council session, you and I. Yes. You allowed me one counseling session. It was an hour. I remember I took that hour off from work. Yes. And, um, I mean, that was a big step. I put put it in front of my work. Wow. It's like a priority now. Mm-hmm. After all these years. So I took that hour and... That was a big improvement. Yeah. You left work to come and see me. Yeah. I remember that office there. Yeah. Yeah. Good mm. place. And, uh, and for the first half hour, I whinged and whined and complained about her, <laughs> this woman. <laughs> it, yes, I remember. It sounded, it sounded like something I'd read in Genesis somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds familiar, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, you know, it was like I had the star role in this play. You know, it was all about me <laughs> and and this woman. And and you said it sounds like you're hurting Steve. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's a good conclusion. <laughs> and then half an hour later, like, how about are there any things you have done? Yes. Do you think? And I said, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not proud of myself. But you would too if you would have been <laughs> in my shoes. I went straight back to my complaining, <laughs> straight around the mountain. Yes. Um, I mean, those guys did it for 40 years. I was only doing it for half an hour. <laughs> What's their problem? <laughs> I'm so perfect and they're so lost. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so, so then you said, what are some of the things that – you probably contributed to, and I, I thought, well, I, re- I really need to work on me about, like, get rid of the pride. Yes. That we don't think we have. Yeah. And if, when you get rid of the pride, you can start maybe, maybe learning what humility is. And, yes. And that was the, that was the message you guy gave me, and you went yeah. to Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I read it last night. Wow, amen. I hadn't read it for a while, but I read it mm. last night, and mm. it's still got the same revelation that 
God's talking to Solomon in a, in a dream and after he'd built the palace and the temple mm. and had these great celebrations, seven days, and, and they had a big time, big party, whole mm. of Israel. And Solomon's in a dream and, and the Lord speaks to Solomon and said, uh, yeah, I could wipe you out, send a flood, yeah. disease, the locusts can turn up. I can send it all. But if my people... And I used to wonder who they were, you know. Yes. <laughs> well, okay, we'll call them Christians then. Would <laughs> <laughs> uh, would pray and seek my face, and, and I'm, I'm forgetting something. Um, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you're missing something. <laughs> so you're listening. You <laughs> do listen. I'm listening. You're missing. <laughs> but something. you're a man. You don't have to listen. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm okay. paying attention. <laughs> I'm, I'm a man, but a reformed man. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, would humble themselves yes. and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. Well, you asked me, would I work on being humble? Yeah. And I'm still working on that one. Yeah. And I've come a long way and I haven't arrived and probably never will until the Lord. But, but humility, putting the other one first. If I had to again, if my wife was sitting here and she started accusing me of some of the stuff yes. that I really didn't agree with, yeah. if I was mean enough... Godly enough. Yes. And if I was humble enough. A man enough, of God. Yeah. Mm. If I was a man of God, King David, after God's own heart, and if I was humble enough mm. to listen to her heart, yes. to ask, what is she saying? What yeah. is she really saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so instead of listening to her, to, heart, listen to her heart, you defend yourself. Yeah. You defend. Became, yeah. yeah. That, that was a mistake. To defend myself was saying, what have you got to hide? I've got nothing to hide. It's not true, yeah. and I'm going to defend myself. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe if you're talking at work, who yeah. stole the bucket of grease, maybe, but, yeah. but this is a relationship, yeah. and I needed to So you started listen. to change the way you looked at your relationships. Yeah. You started to look at you, yeah. not just at what the person said, what the person did. Mm. That was an opportunity for you to start to look at Steve. Yeah. What, what have you done? Did that help you to look even in your previous relationships, like, like the first marriage, and start to say, maybe I could have done it differently. Mm. Maybe I could have done it differently. Yeah. So if, if we look at both marriages, <clears throat> what are the big lessons you think you learned? If you can pick one, two, three things that you say you, could, you think you could have done differently. Mm. And if anybody's there, any man out there could pick something from you, mm. what are the things you can say as advice to, to men? What have you learned? Mm. Probably the two things for me yeah. that, that I really keep going back to for me yeah. is um, to be really humble. Yeah. If you really love someone, you yeah. want the best for them. And you know, we come into marriages with all these expectations. A lot of them are wrong expectations. Yes. Out of shape ones. But but um, if we really, really love someone, care about someone deeply. Yeah. You would take the time to learn them. Yeah. Like do a, yeah. a doctorate if you really want to go to it. Yes. And find out all about why they do things, how they do things, when they do things. Yes. Like one one week we can be like on top and this great relationship, and the next week you do the same things and it's it's coming out different. Yeah, because there's something going on that we're not tuned into. And so you don't think you took time to no, learn to understand yeah. your yeah. your your 
ex-wives. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another yeah. one? You said yeah. there are two. Yeah. So, so to humbly listen to yeah. their heart. Those are and that's not every time you say good day. You haven't got time to study yes. every minute of the day, but yeah. but to learn along the way. The mm. little things, the little things you do. Mm. You know, ring up from work and how you yeah. doing and just thinking about you. It, little things can make a big difference. A big difference. Over time. time. to listen. Yeah. So you think you were not understanding your spouses, your yeah. your, your wives? Yeah. And I'm saying your wife as if you were married yeah, at like, the same time. My, my name's not Solomon, it's Steve. <laughs> oh, your exes. Yeah? And you also think you were not paying attention. Mm. You were not listening to them. Mm. Those are two things you, re- you, you, you regret the most yeah. In, yeah. in your relationship. Yeah. So in this situation, in where you are at the moment, you have hurt them. You have hurt people hmm. you have hurt your wife you hmm. have hurt your ex both exes hmm. and i think you've hurt yourself hmm. i think you sometimes you have some regret sure have you sure. have you forgiven have you processed forgiveness forgiving yourself hmm. or forgiving them or if there was any accusation that you found hmm. unfair have you processed that forgiveness? That's a that's a really good question for anyone to ask. Uh, have you had you process it? I was hurting really bad. Still, this is months later. Yes, and it was it was like being accused of something you didn't do, and I just felt so abused. Yeah, because I've been accused of something I didn't do, and I, I knew I hadn't. But but I, I said to Bruno, I said, how, how do you how do you know when you've forgiven someone? Yeah. When you forgive and you forgive yeah. and you forgive and it keeps coming back. Yeah. And uh, she said sometimes it takes over and over and over. And, yeah. the, and the Lord says that 70 times 7. Yes. How many times? Per day. Forgive? Is that per day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. In 24 hours. Turn the camera off. I just learned something. <laughs> In 24 hours, 70 wow. times wow. 7. Mm. Yeah, per day. That's what Jesus said. We should forgive. And I think sometimes we think the person has to do that thing 70 times, seven times. Mm. I think sometimes, even if they do it once, but the pain keep, keeps yeah. coming. The memory. We, the memory yeah. keeps coming. The voice, we can we just keep voice. forgiving, keep forgiving. Keep. <laughs> yeah, I think that also is the definition mm. of that. Keep, keep making that decision yeah. of forgiveness. Yeah. 70 times 7 per day. You know what really did it for me, and it does it for me, is because um, she was right, and, and, the, and the chapter's never wrong. Yes. The scriptures are never wrong. Yes. It's just our understanding and practicing, uh, and, I, and I believe I've got there, and then sometimes I, I remember and I have this conversation mm. in, in my head, and this is like four years later. And, and the Lord's on the cross, and it's our sin that put him there. It's his love kept him there. Yeah. And he says, "The Father, forgive them." Yes, for they know not what they do. Yeah. And and when I go back to that, and I realise when I don't forgive someone who sinned against me, yeah, maybe for good reason. Maybe it wasn't a sin against. Me, maybe it was a good reason that they yes. said what they said. And, yes. But I need to forgive it anyway. Yes. <clears throat> when I realised, the Lord says in the Lord's prayer for us to pray. Yeah. That the Lord doesn't forgive us when we hold unforgiveness yes. away from someone else. Yeah, the same measure we forgive other people is the same measure God mm. uses to forgive us. Yeah, the measure. So if we don't yeah. 
forgive people, we are putting ourselves in trouble mm. because we want to be forgiven by God. Of course, I want to be forgiven by yeah. God. Yeah. But if I don't forgive other people, I disqualify myself from yeah. being forgiven. Yeah. So you have decided to forgive. And, and I didn't do it out of fear. No. I mean, partly, but, but not, <laughs> not totally. It was more like what Jesus went through for me. Yes. And, and, and I can't forgive someone for what, you know, got a bit loose-lipped about something we did once. Yes. It's like, th- that is childish. So when you thought of Jesus, mm. you you thought it was necessary for you to forgive your spouse, yeah. your, your, your exes. Yeah, like totally. Totally. Yeah, like not just, yeah, you're forgiven. Yeah. And then you still begrudge them. <laughs> no, so you <laughs> still, you are still, you can still remember, but you've made the decision to yeah. forgive them. So yeah. you are healed from that. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I had a conversation a couple of years ago. Yeah. The phone rang and I'm driving the truck back, limping back to a workshop with a broken yes. whatever. And and uh, and it didn't last a minute and a half. And I got accused of something again. And we're, like, we're divorced. Yes. And, and you know, for the first time in my life, yeah. th- that part of my life, yeah. I didn't get upset. I didn't get wounded. I didn't get angry. I didn't get anything. I just shut up and got calm, stayed calm, yeah. and listened. Yeah. And she rattled off a little bit of stuff and listened mm. and, and said goodbye. That's good. And it was the last time we had a talk, but, but I knew then that I was practicing Lord. what God showed me on the cross is yeah. to forgive yeah. and, and, and let live. And, and let, 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 let's talk about forgiving yourself. Have you forgiven yourself? Have you got to a place where you think about your crazy <laughs> decisions, bad or poor decisions that you made in the past, the hours you were working without paying attention to your children or to your wife, mm. and those are poor decisions. They are not necessarily bad, but they yeah. are poor. They cause trouble. Yeah. If you forgiven yourself for, for, from doing that, for doing that. That can take a while. That can take some work. And so sometimes you still feel like, oh, what have I done? I, I wish I didn't do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't wake up in cold sweats. But, but yeah, you, you have, the thought process does revisit your lot and yes. mean, what you had and what you... could have done better. Yeah, yeah you could have kept alive and done better. But um, yeah, to know your priorities, Yeah. in Ephesians, you know, Husbands, I love your wife, so I love the church and gave my life up yes, for her. Yes, and and that that is pretty powerful because you've got to be willing mm. to do that, haven't you? I, I mm. just see that in you and Christelle. You'd be willing, <laughs> yeah, man, to give your life. Yeah, and was I not after an argument? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, prioritize balance. But you know what? I think I think the most powerful thing for me, and I think it'll remain. Yeah. If I stayed single or got married again, yeah. to share with any man that was willing to listen, yeah. who wanted to better his relationship or even save it, yes, or go into one, yeah, or my three sons—I don't counsel my three boys at yeah. all—with words. Okay, maybe I do. Okay, finish. But, but I don't saying. go. I don't go out to do <laughs> yes. it. Yes, but um, Ephesians five, I think it's about twenty, and the, yeah. and the Lord saying, "Husbands, love your wives." Husbands love your wives to prepare them for when I come back for my bride. Yes. So, so straight away, my wife, if I had one, is not just my wife. Yeah. She's the, the Lord's, Lord's bride. bride. 
Wow. And, and I want to. I, wanna, I love that. I'm preparing her with, to have no stain or wrinkle or blemish. Yes. And and then, and then the Lord sends me this guy from Congo, Congolese guy, <laughs> and his beautiful wife. I'm allowed to say that, am I? Yes. Okay. You are allowed to no say condemnation. that. Very beautiful yeah. wife. Yes. You can say the very. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can. You can say just beautiful. Okay. I would say very. Yes. Okay. <laughs> She'd win a competition. You say she's Miss Universal. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and then you said once at a connect group, when you when I speak to my wife, mm. Jesus is between us. Yeah. He he hears it first. Yes. I love you. Yes. I love you. What did you do that for? You're stupid. Yeah. No, you don't want to say that. Yeah. No, 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 no. She no, doesn't no. need to hear it, and you don't want to say that to the no. Lord. You don't want to say that to Jesus. Yeah. 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 And so. That that really got my attention. I'm thinking every word that I share with my partner, spouse, wife, the Lord hears. hears it first. Yes. And that's the same Lord that gave his life up for me. Yes. I think sometimes we forget that we get married to Jesus first. Mm. He's the one standing between us and our spouses. So yeah. we treat our spouses directly without thinking what jesus feels in that relationship yeah. so which is which is wrong yeah so now you say you have learned that everything you do you for your wife you are you you could have been doing it to prepare her mm. for the lord yeah so now you understand that the what we call accusations that you went through that mm. made you go mad or all the D- things, defend myself defend yourself yeah you could have handled it differently yeah maybe you could have asked questions maybe yeah. you could have listened and tried to help her understand maybe her perspective could have been yeah. different and you could have helped her to understand where you're coming from yeah. instead of just yell and get angry and yeah. do whatever you did because of your pride and your you know, yeah. um, and you, we missed it. And yeah, today you are a completely different person. God has changed you. I know you are now a humble man. I can say that. You don't need to say it. My wife and I can say that. We know among the humble people in our church, you you are really among those people we know. Steve mm. is a humble man. God has really worked on you for the last years we've been together. Really, we've seen that transformation in you. I can testify that as your pastor, I mm. can really say that for you. I can mm. vouch for you. Thank you. Pra- do, praise God for his work in me. Amen. He does it amen. so gracefully. Amen. What is the thing you you can say to men? Well, this is not my thought. This is a, a very successful businessman, married me and father, grandfather. He said, don't marry the woman that you can live with. But, but marry the woman you can't live without. And that's a very, you know, emotional, whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, saying. But, but but really, you've got to love the woman. Yeah. And it's not a feeling, it's a decision. Yes. And uh, to live without, well, yeah, you just got to really know who they are and meet their needs. And, and vice versa, the woman needs to meet his yeah. needs too, otherwise it can't work. It's got to be in each way. But to put her first... Yeah. Above your own needs. Yeah. So you have learned that'd that be, that'd be a big one. Don't marry a woman mm. to live with. Mm. You can live with. L- mm. Marry a woman you can't live without. Yeah. Someone who really gets your attention and you want to go that extra mile and 
and that is something you do that's something you make it's not like the woman will make herself that important no you will make her important like that in your life yeah give her value yeah Yeah. wow that's deep that's really deep like yeah so you make her this person you know i can't live without you and you mean it in Mm. your heart yeah wow yeah that's what you can do today. If you God gives you a wife, that's what you will do. And that's what you are asking men to do. Yeah. Wow. And, and I don't think it's something you, you get under the tree. It's it's like you have to work at it. Yes. Every day. Yes. Every day. Every day. I love that. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah. Don't marry a woman you can live with. Mm. Marry a woman you can't live without. Without. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and, and have her know it and believe it. Yes. By what you do. Yeah. You can tell her anything you like, but it you got to do it. You got to do it. That's that's really good. That's really good. So, mm. um, I'm not sure if you have any other thing you want to add before before we close. I haven't won an argument yet. Wow. Why would you argue? They wow. say they say the only one you win is the one you don't have. Well, yes. Oh, I love. Yeah. I yeah. love. I love that. Mm. The only argument you you win is the ones you yeah. don't have. Yeah, yeah. Let let the girl speak and pour out her emotions, even if it hurts a bit, bruises you a little bit. Yeah, get over it, because she's hurting. And if you really loved her, you'd want her to get better. So you listen. Yeah. Pay attention to what she's saying. Pay attention. Not just the tone of her voice, <clears throat> not the way she's looking at you, but yeah. The that, that meaning can, of what she's saying. That can tell you a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. really true. Thank mm-hmm. you very much, Steve. I really appreciate this, Steve. Yeah. I respect your experience and I, I know we can learn a lot from you. So thank you for sharing your experience. Thank You're you welcome. for sharing, for being vulnerable and mm-hmm. tell us exactly what happened and and taking responsibility. You, yeah. you did not come just to blame and blame mm-hmm. In fact, you didn't even blame anyone. Mm. You just took responsibility. Mm. Thank you for that. And thank you for being the man you are, even in the church. We truly appreciate you. Uh, You're welcome, Mike. Thanks for uh, you and Christelle being the examples that you are. We learn a lot. We don't even know. We're rubbing off. (laughs) You're rubbing off. And it's um, it's a joy. It's a great time of life. Thank you. Great season. Thank you. (laughs) Praise God. Thank you very much for watching and thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and like this episode. Like it, click the like button. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Mike and Crystal Podcasts. Until next time, God bless you and stay strong. (laughs) Amen.